we gather together is in honor of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you might think that we gather together to sing and to encourage one another and hear sermons and study the Scripture, but those are all very good things, and I'm glad we're doing them. But really the central reason why we're, why we're here today mm-hmm. is right now, yeah. to focus on Christ, to break bread together. Amen. Now, we know that the Scripture reveals how sin entered the world, and as a result of sin, there was death entered upon every man. Mm-hmm. Now, Ezekiel chapter 18 has something to say about this. Ezekiel 18, verse 20. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. Now all of us, we know that we are sinners. And as a result of that, we deserve to die. Now the question is, why did Jesus die? He wasn't a sinner. No one ever convinced him of sin. He did nothing wrong. He kept the law in every respect. He had no sin. He was innocent. He was righteous and holy. When when he was born, he didn't get a sin nature. The, the miraculous nature of his birth mm-hmm. was such that because he didn't have a human father, mm-hmm. he didn't get the sin nature that we have. Mm-hmm. So why did Jesus die? The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. He... There was no reason for him to die. But the prophecy also says, Isaiah 53, verse 6, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He had no sin of his own, but God put our iniquity on him. The iniquity, of course, would be the sin and the transgression when we cursed God, mm-hmm. when we rebelled against Him, when we wouldn't keep His law, when we were wicked by nature and wicked by our thoughts and actions. That iniquity was put on Him. But iniquity also is the, the punishment that is due because of the iniquity. Again, it says in Ezekiel 18, says that the soul that sinneth, it shall die. That's the punishment. The iniquity would be the punishment due because of the sin. Because of sin, we deserve to die. Also, we are separated from God. Our sins have made a separation between us and God. When Jesus was on the cross, this is when this happened. It was a sacrifice that was acceptable to God. Throughout the law of Moses, there were all kinds of sacrifices. In fact, sacrifice was instituted. God did the first sacrifice in the Garden of Eden when he 
clothed Adam and Eve with garments of skin. God did the first sacrifice. It was all through the Scripture, the sacrifices. But none of those sacrifices could take away sin. And we're talking about a perfect sacrifice that did take away sin. We're here today not to do a new sacrifice. There's just one sacrifice that's ever been done that was acceptable to God, and it can never be repeated. It was one sacrifice. And in that sacrifice, while Jesus was on the cross, God put our iniquity on him. It says in First Peter, he bore our sins in his body on the tree that we being dead to sin may be alive to righteousness. Our punishment he took, our separation from God. In fact, while this happened, the heaven was darkened, the sun went black, and nobody saw it. He was up there three hours, of course, suffering the torments of the cross and the mocking and the jeering and the, the his body being in agony from all the pain from the whipping and the beating and the scourging and the crown of thorns and the nails in his hands and feet. But the real suffering was when God put our sins on him. Amen. And that's why Jesus died. He died for us. He took our place. And we're here to remember the sacrifice that he did and to focus our attention on Christ. This is the central part of our... Uh, Service. And so when we are partaking of the the bread, that's his body that was broken for us. We're partaking of the cup, the fruit of the vine, that's his blood that was shed for us. When we do this, we have communion with God. We have communion with each other. We have fellowship one with another. And this is a source of unity. We can constantly remember Jesus' death. And this is, we remember this until he comes back. And then we'll eat and drink with him in his kingdom. So I'm very thankful to be here to focus on Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you did have a perfect sacrifice in mind to take away sin and that Jesus came and was obedient to you. We're thankful that he suffered an awful pain and torment and an awful pain of sin that you put on him, our sin. And he took our sin and now he's given us his righteousness. Lord, this is something that we could never have done and we're just so thankful. We give you honor and glory and we worship you today. We remember Jesus in the breaking of the bread and the, and the drinking of the cup. And Lord, we pray that many other people may also experience the same joy and gladness that we have, this fellowship with you, and the joy of knowing that our sins are gone, that we have a new life. So Lord, we're asking for a closer relationship with you today, and anything that's in between us that will be removed, that will see Jesus clearly as we're being transformed every day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.